Guten Morgen, mein Liebchen. <laughs> Willkommen zum uh, Podcast Comedy Film Nerds. Are you a Chinese accent? <laughs> yep, yep, that was me. <laughs> Downtown Beijing, that's yeah. where you hear stuff like that. <laughs> One of those bike paths. That's like a Peloton at the Olympics. I picked up a word from the Olympics, <laughs> and it was Peloton. <laughs> wow. That's a bike group. Mm-hmm. Remember the birdcage that they built in what? China with the Olympics? The bird yeah, cage. they called it like the bird, the bird nest. So they bird called something nesting. weird. They built the this giant nest. thing. Yeah, do you remember that? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, well, you gonna, what are you going to do with that after? <laughs> well, there's going to be some people getting some re-education right? camps. That's what's going to go down. Somebody, somebody who's not down with uh, Mao's red book. That's what's going to go down at the bird cage, friend. Yeah. <laughs> hey, guys. Welcome to the Comedy Film Nerds Podcast. We got a lot to talk about today. We um, we saw Morgan against our will last night, uh-huh. and um, we saw you saw Carlos, and then our guest is going to be talking about Hell or High Water and some amazing trailers called Mascots and Max Steel. Nice. Very entertaining. And uh, some movies coming out on DVD and Blu-ray that you're probably going to want to avoid. All well, right. I got a lot to say about the... There, I read a great article, anyway. I'm gonna, we're, okay. I got some, <laughs> some intel on these DVDs. Excellent. But yeah, so my name is Graham Elwood. And I'm Chris Mancini. And uh, should I, we introduce our guest? Well, let's... First no? of all, we're, we're getting a lot... Should we make him leave? Yeah, what the fuck's his problem? <laughs> Goddamn sits at the table like he's supposed to... Just sees an empty chair and a mic and thinks, well, I'm supposed to sit here. Yeah. <laughs> just, just wanders it off the street. Uh, no, I just... Because we're getting a lot of new listeners. Yes. So we just want to... Um, some people are like, hey, what is this? It's a movie review show. Um, we do this every week. We talk about... We always record typically on a Tuesday, and we talk about movies that came out the week, the weekend prior, and some movies that uh, maybe came out later sure or before or whatever <laughs> so that's our show those are the guidelines not the rules it's not the rules it's a, it's yeah it's, a, it's, a, it's still a podcast still a podcast we'll talk about useless bullshit yeah at some point. I mean, it seems like a very strict format <laughs> so far that's you know as podcasts go this one's pretty strict this one is pretty yeah, strict. it is it is it is pretty most podcasts just talk about well, nothing the fact that you have anything typed out at all is it's, yeah it's, it's, you're you're way more meticulous <laughs> The fact that we record and release on the same day. Right. Most podcasts yeah. can't no. get their shit yeah. together. Folks, that's the, the dulcet podcast tones of Mr. Cash Levy. Thank you. Hey, thanks for having me. This is a, it's, it's a, it's a thrill to be here. You were on the- And return guest. It's been, been a while. It's been yes. a while. It was a couple been of years It's been a while. Uh, I was kicked off the show. Well, you know what you did. <laughs> I, and, I saw- you know- <laughs> got to get into it yeah. but you know <laughs> i got a i got a very harsh letter from, yeah. from the <laughs> and but you came to the guest summit where everything yeah, was yeah. Worked yeah. Out. yeah. Uh, I, the heads yeah. of the five podcasts yes. yeah. family yeah. sat yeah. down yeah. And, and i i had to do so you know a you know a seminar uh yeah. to try to learn what i did wrong and you know i feel like i'm coming back strong yeah <laughs> you know i got a lot to prove i got a lot to prove here today <laughs> yeah <laughs> We hook. We got his e meter cleaned up, and uh, we figured it out. But uh, I, I feel qualified to do this. I've seen a lot of movies in my <laughs> lifetime, you know. So I'm ready. You have been on the road, uh, yeah. doing your podcast with one T.J. Miller. Right. I have a, a, a podcast called Cashing with T.J. Miller. That'll be at and, the 2016 uh, LA Podcast Festival. That's right. And uh, we were doing some live shows. And uh, how's that been going? Have, have you guys had? Have you been doing a lot of live shows in the last couple of years, or has that been sort of a newer thing that has been happening, the live shows? Um, I'd say the whole run. We've been around for about four years. We've done about a very similar amount of live shows. Uh, probably, I don't know, we've probably done 
20 or 30 total out of mm-hmm. the, I don't know, almost 200 episodes, that kind of thing. Right. Um, but our schedules have been real tough with, uh, you know, TJ's. Uh, it, it's, you know, luckily the podcast that, that we do has really put them on the map. And, uh, you know, uh, and, you know uh, and so I'm glad, I'm, I'm glad I was able to, to, to have him as a guest so often. Um, I'm the host of the show. I just managed to get TJ as my guest. Uh, every, every week. Every, well, I, I have a lot of other guests. Just it seems that they cancel every week. Oh, it's a wow. weird, it's a weird coincidence. Yeah. God. But um, yeah, I th- I th- it's been great, and uh, it's 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 always fun to meet the fans too, the people that listen to the show. We do this in a vacuum a little bit, and uh, you put this stuff out there, and sometimes you don't get any feedback one week or the, or another, and then or maybe you get a little bit, but you don't really know what really hit with people, and it, it's so fun to to uh, to meet everybody. So that's why I love the live yeah, shows. When they yeah. come out to the live shows, it's 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 pretty cool because it's um, there's like an excitement that a podcast fan that somebody who just likes stand-up comedy might doesn't really necessarily right. have. Right, You know? Yeah. And, and I think that's what the appeal is. That's why we... That's yeah, for the podcast festival. You get to meet everyone all at once. Yeah. Which is really cool and hang out with them for three days. And as we were saying before we started recording, it's three days of not having to explain what a podcast is to anybody. Yes, except the hotel. Right. Except the right. hotel. <laughs> Except the venue that's holding the it. The venue that's holding it still quite mm-hmm. doesn't get it. They're very nice over there. They do a good job, yeah. but they do. The valets, check-in, restaurant. Right. <laughs> nobody, right. nobody knows. All the other, like, It's been rich, here five years. All the rich tourists that are always there over the weekend who are just, like, they're in all these, like, Dolce Cabana. They're, they're you know, usually yeah. European. They're high end. They're high end people, and they're just like, what are all these goddamn nerds doing yeah. here? Like, what's going on? But they're all well behaved. They're a very polite podcast guys. Yeah. They're so polite. Yeah. They're so nice. They're they're. We were just talking about the cool gifts they. Yeah, they yeah. give gifts and like yeah. very personal things that happened on the show, and mm-hmm. it, it's a. Uh, in some ways, that's better than money. Although money wouldn't wouldn't be bad. I, you either. know, the gifts are nice. I would prefer yeah. <laughs> um, a livable wage. Personally, I I don't see why you got to pick. You could get both. Yeah, you, you, get could both. Have, you know, <laughs> yeah. It's uh, make something nice and attach five dollars to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. five hundred. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, let's 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 pay a real bill. Um, um, well, that gets us to our first movie. Um, this guest did put her money where her mouth was, and awesome. uh, back to the Kickstarter, Pam Myers, and she made us go see Morgan. Uh, debt repaid. <laughs> her selection, and I, I, I give her a lot of credit. She goes, I wanted to see a bad movie because I like the spoiler apps where you guys are really kind of mad. Yes. And, and this one was no exception. Well played. Yes. Pamela. Well played. <laughs> Pamela, and t- speaking of... Everything went according to plan. <laughs> <laughs> so we saw it, um, which was great at the at the Arclight, which was awesome. Yes. She brought brownies. I know. And a, and a and cross-stitched... A, uh, of uh, Ray and BB-8. And BB-8. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Uh, we did do a full spoiler rep of it, which we will release later this week. So we'll talk kind yes. of briefly, generally, mm-hmm. about this movie, Morgan, which is Ex Machina meets Jason Bourne. Yes. Meets Blade Runner, meets um, poor, sloppy filmmaking. Yeah, meets bad, <laughs> cheap horror movie. Yes. <laughs> yeah, this movie's bad. This is a bad film. It's about uh, an AI... Um, who? Oh, see, that's where it is. It's like, well, no, we already did Ex Machina. It can't be an AI. Well, genetically engineered human. 
Oh, okay. Mm. All right. So that's, like Jason yeah, Bourne? Splitting hairs? Is a soldier? That's <laughs> it's like, like a... you know, she was grown in a lab and it was but programmed to be a weapon and all these things. And, you know, the, uh, the corporate... Uh, consultant has to come in and is like well is this is this a viable or am i going to shut all you guys down and uh that's yeah, the premise and the of doctors the film. and the scientists get too attached to the thing mm. and the movie starts with uh morgan is the name of the ai loses her shit and and pokes jennifer jason lee's eye out yes that's the opening of the movie that's the opening of the movie kate mara then has to come in from corporate and she is a no nonsense mm. Player. She's corporate. She's corporate. She comes from corporate. She is corporate. She is corporate. She's yeah. corporate. In case we haven't said that word. Yes. We still haven't mentioned it more than it was in the movie. Yes. Yes. Uh, she wears corporate clothes. Well, corporate clothing. Yeah. Is that what corporate thinks? Of yes. corporate's going to call. Corporate shutting it down. I don't, corporate yes. doesn't understand. What I've already cor- called corporate. Yeah. Got it. So it's a corporation that owns the goddamn robot kid. Yeah. Is that clear? Um, uh, Buy a weapon. Yeah. There's not much we can talk about this because. It'll ruin, it is every fucking cliche, predictable, so we can't even really go into much other than Jennifer Jason Lee gets her eye poked out in this very expensive, well-funded, uh, I don't know if I've said this yet, corporate lab, and then she, her, they never change her bandages, yeah, it's, it's got this dirty, it's dirty, yeah. It's Ridley Scott got $8 million so his son could direct a movie mm. on a screenplay then mm. written probably by his college roommate. Yes. Yeah. It's a, it's like a homeschool student film. <laughs> it's a, it, now it's called Morgan. Morgan, yeah. Yeah. How, why, why is that? That's because that's, that's, the, the uh, that's what they named the. Um, um, oh, the the robot, the monster, the robot, yeah, yeah. AI, the AI monster, yeah. yeah. <laughs> The natural born robot monster killer. Yeah, and uh, it was really fascinating on how many things. You know what? What's great is you could watch this movie and see how many things it deliberately does wrong. Like here's okay, well that's sloppy filmmaking, that's sloppy directing, that's sloppy, um, you know, plotting. Like everything. All the dialogue. What about acting though? How come acting never gets ripped on? It's it's usually directing, writing. Oh, acting gets ripped on for sure. Uh, not but, not as often. Would you? Don't you think well, ra- acting you know is often for us anyway? Especially for me, I sometimes give the actors uh, a little more leeway when they have no material to work mm-hmm. with or no direction because mm-hmm. I know that's the jobs of other people to get a good performance out of someone. However, if there's good material and you see a shitty performance, it stands out even more. Like uh, a great example is Shelley Duvall in The Shining. You have this atmospheric, great horror thriller, right. and she's acting like she's in community theater. So, you well, no way. That's not fair. She's olive oil. Yeah, <laughs> from the Robin Williams. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah and maybe she, sometimes yeah, she, she sometimes, really brought that role home. But sometimes it's it's it, maybe people don't get enough flack for miscasting things. But sometimes you could say, well, okay, this guy's passable, but he's not going to get a flack for it. Let me give you an example: mm. uh, the, the movie Nice Guys. Did you see that movie? No. Uh, Wait, yeah, yeah you I saw nice guys. Yeah. Movie. yeah, I did. See yeah, movie. And, I was gonna say no, but Graham did see it. Okay, <laughs> uh, nice guys with uh, uh, Crow and uh, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Ryan, Let me just disagree Gosling. with Graham's memory. Yeah, so. yeah, he did see it. <laughs> I did see it. Well, here's my thing about that. I think Ryan Gosling, who's a very fine actor, I'm sure he's done some great things, but he didn't play a great drunk. I didn't think he was a really super funny drunk. I think there's a skill to playing a funny drunk. That's a good point. And, and uh, I never heard anybody say that. I, you know, 
who were the best drunks? I mean, you know, obviously Dudley Moore played a great drunk. <laughs> Is you that a piano? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Always looking for a piano. Yeah. <laughs> but that's there's a skill to that. And sometimes people are cast. That could have been a simple thing to discover. Is he a super funny drunk? Well, that's a, I mean, that's a good that's a good that's a good point because um Ryan Blake is a fine actor. He's yeah. a really fine actor, but is he can he's funny when he's being serious in ridiculous circumstances right. because he's one yeah. of these takes himself seriously type of actors. Right. So that is a good example of why he might have been miscast or maybe this was outside of his his abilities. Um so this movie can I blame the actors on this? I, I didn't see it, so I don't know about. Yeah, I don't think yeah. I can. And yeah. it's a good point that you yeah. bring up why sometimes yes. actors are given a free pass. But I, I, I agree with Chris because the dialogue on this, you, you know this. Like, we're funny on stage because it's our act, right? And we've we've all had to do stuff where someone's like, read this comedy thing, oh, yeah. and you're like, oh god, and try as you may. You're gonna come. You're not gonna be that funny as that. Yeah. And you know it. That's that's no. Hard. That's true. That's, that's a good point. It's hard to do. Yeah. Don't ad lib. Don't ad lib. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. your ad libs stick might, to the script. Yeah. Stick yeah. to the script. Because your ad libs yeah. might I, actually I, be funny. I did a corporate. They wanted me to be an imposter in in Texas right. and uh, wanted me to stand up in the middle of the meeting and and go crazy. And I'm like, I think that's gonna make people uh, uncomfortable. uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. And that'd you be know, weird. And yeah. and he's like, Well, this is what we want you to do. And for the money and for the you know job, I was like, okay, I you know, and not only did it not work well, they acted like they didn't know who I was, which made people even more nervous. Right. It was like bad improv with the you know right. owner yeah. of a company. Yeah, the owner of a company. He's like, I don't know who this is. He wasn't good at riffing. He yeah. just bailed yeah. on yeah. the thing that yeah. he paid you yeah. for. Yeah. So, so you got paid, and then security saw you out. Actually, people <laughs> were saying afterwards that like someone was going out to their truck to get a gun, and the security did come in, and, and I. Quickly made it clear when I got up there that this was just a joke, but it I had to get up there first, and I was trying to be as big as I could. I was acting like I was I was doing a Ryan Gosling, and I oh, was nice. doing a little like crazy over the top thing. But um, that's good know. to know. The guy in Texas went to go get his gun to yeah yeah. That's what, what, what a terrible way to to end your life is to have people misunderstand a, a corporate thing that you didn't even come up with. Yeah, you know. <laughs> It's not even like you, argued against. you were like on stage making jokes of some f- a brilliant social commentary yeah, and you yeah. pissed off a wing nut that right. took you out. It's just right. some guys like, right, he's ruining the, the convention. <laughs> <laughs> for all our dentists. Yeah. Yes, for yeah. us, it's the, the yeah. PowerPoint's ruined and we're going to scatter his brains up along the pie chart. So, um, so uh, yeah, Morgan is one of those movies, too, that um, has these, quote, twists and turns oh. that, A, you don't care about, or you see coming probably within the first 10 to 15 minutes yeah. of the film. So. If you had paid for it, would you have left? No, we did pay for it. Um, but, uh, uh, well, actually, technically, we didn't. We didn't it, was, <laughs> it was a part of the uh, reward. But uh, you know what? We very rarely leave a film. Okay. Uh, because yeah. it's almost like the an obligation. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, there's food back there. Yeah. And they keep wa- selling it. <laughs> it. I don't want to be rude to the popcorn guy. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> These kids work hard it's making popcorn. It has to be really, really bad for, for me to walk out. Bad of popcorn. Film. Yeah, bad popcorn. <laughs> exactly. And I, uh, I feel like had I been, if I had I paid to see this, I would have saw it through just so I could have a very focused amount of rage to spew about this movie on this show. Like that's the only thing that keeps me in a lot, in a lot of movies. I go, God, this is awful. I'm wasting my time. Well, at least I can talk about it on the show. Yeah. Yeah. And I can 
help other people and this, save money and not see this and movie. And this is going to be a great spoiler app to listen to, especially if you plan to never see the film. Yeah. So this is one of those spoiler apps. You're like, oh, I'm going to wait till I see the movie. No, you no, don't have no, to don't. for this one. Listen to the spoiler app because you can hear how dumb the film is and enjoy right. the fact that you didn't get to see it. Yes. So <laughs> spoiler up with Pam Myers yes. and Morgan. Pam, thank you again. God, uh, uh, really appreciate the help with the uh, graphic novel Kickstarter. And uh, we're going to release that later this week. And we all love the brownies. And we, we yeah, brownies. And the brownies. <laughs> and we already put up the uh, the, the Ray BB-8 cross stitch. It's mm-hmm. up there. So oh, Just uh, beneath the gargoyle? Yes. <laughs> and uh, all right. Was that, I have a magnet, too, of, of, our, of our intern Aaron from his wedding that was a gift for everybody. So that's going to go on the fridge. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Aaron mm-hmm. and Leah's wedding. It's going to be a good time. Right below uh, the cross stitch. All right. So next movie is, uh, now you saw Carlos? Yeah. So I saw this movie, Carlos. Um, it, all movies are just somebody's name now. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. They just run out of ideas. So you, did you see John? Phil? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this movie, Carlos. Now it it technically came out in 2010, but it was in theaters at a brief run, like about a year ago, um, because it was uh, it was a movie that was made in uh, it was a co-France and German production. Um, so. It maybe it came out longer than that, but I it, it re- got re-released or something like that. But I saw it on a streaming service, uh, an unnamed one because they don't pay us sponsorship money. <laughs> um, and it's 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 about an actual terrorist, this guy that was from South America, that was like a Marxist sort of terrorist, and then kind of joined in the pro-Palestinian terror of the seventies, the hijacking of planes and then bombings and stuff like that, Is kidnapping. It like a biopic. Yeah, but they they make it very clear that they're piecing together who this guy was because there was a a kidnap and assassination of a bunch of OPEC leaders in the 70s. Was he or was he not a part of that? They know they don't they're not quite sure. They're assuming he was. So they kind of took a lot of historical data and then filled in the gaps mm-hmm. to make a compelling story. Um, the 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 guy that plays is Edgar Ramirez, who um, I just talked about him. He was in Hands of Stone. He played that. That's another really interesting movie. So this movie's worth worth seeing because he's playing this. Edgar Ramirez is from Venezuela. He's playing a Venezuelan. Um, this movie's a little too long. It's two hours and forty five minutes. So oh. it it there's so many where you're like, did what did I, did we need that scene? Mm. But then that's how long Morgan felt like. Yeah, <laughs> it was ninety minutes. Morgan was ninety minutes. And it felt like two hours and forty five minutes. <laughs> so Carlos, though, um, it's an interesting film, especially like I remember as a kid, and like you know, I was a little child when Munich happened, and you know the raid on Entebbe, which they made into a um, a made for TV movie, and so I kind of remember that the seventies and, and then it goes into the eighties and nineties and, and his whole life and everything like that. So it's a, it's a very interesting movie and they cast a lot of, a lot of, um, German and French and Middle Eastern actors that you probably haven't seen much of. So there's a lot of really solid acting. There's really cool scenes and they do really cool sort of reenactments. And they do that thing that when it's that I, that I personally like, when they'll show an actual news story of the thing, the bombing that happened, and then we kind of get to see behind the curtain of 
a dramatization of what went down. So there's a lot of really interesting stuff like that. It's sort of the perfect movie to watch live streaming because 245 is a big commitment. <laughs> and like, it, it took is. me a couple of days to get through this. Mm-hmm. So I was like, ah, I'm going to pause this and go do something else. So it, it's interesting. If we're in this very, this dead zone right now, the summer blockbusters are over. We haven't got into Oscar movies yet. So I would recommend... Other avenues. Other avenues. <laughs> Don't go to Morgan and maybe watch this, you know, as you, if, if you're, if you already binge watch Stranger Things. Right. If you're done. If you're done, <laughs> you're done with Stranger <laughs> Things, then maybe watch this. So it, it's, it's, it's an interesting film. And, and this, this actor, Edgar Ramirez, he's a really, he's a really good young actor. And I, I, again, watch Hands of Stone, which I think is still in theaters. Um, that's the Roberto Duran story. That's really good. And then watch this movie, Carlos, on a streaming service if you can. So- but here's now, let's talk about, I've talked about it on a previous episode, but Cash, you saw Hell or High Water. I cannot recommend this movie enough. What yeah. did you think about yeah. it? Yeah, I really liked it. In fact, it was kind of the opposite of what you just said in terms of it being too long. I I wanted it to continue. Right. I would have liked to have seen more scenes. That's very rare when you're like, I wanted more from those two. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to give away too much about who, who I would have liked to have seen more of, but um, it was great. I, I thought it was one of the best moves I've seen in quite a while. Um, Jeff Bridges was just so fun. I think there's no doubt he's going to get nominated. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, uh, I, I just, yeah, I, it was really awesome. It was a, it was a modern day Western in its own way. Yeah, it know? was. Um, I, I like movies where there's some gray area with the bad guys being somewhat bad, somewhat good. And the good guys being somewhat bad. Mm-hmm. And it had those, you know, those gray areas. And uh, like I said, you you really just wanted it to continue. Well, that was with that. Yeah, that's such a great point because it it was so intriguing because, I mean, this is in the trailer, so we're not giving anything away, but and is they, you know, the banks are screwing them over. And so I think anyone in America can have some frustration with the banking industry on some level. And so that is that sort of like, are they Robin Hood's? Or yeah. are they just being greedy or whatever? And yeah. and the reaction of sort of the various town people that Jeff Bridges interacts with yeah. was talking about that gray area. Because some yeah. of them were like, well, they're Texas, so they're, we're going to go get our guns. Someone's yeah. robbing the yeah. bank. And then some of them were like, the hell with that bank. They've yeah. been robbing me for 30 years, you know? Yeah. yeah. Stick it to that bank. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've always daydreamed, too, about bank robbing and just how that would be and how that would feel. You know, uh, I think it'd be pretty fun. Uh, well, I I'm worried I wouldn't be know what <laughs> to say. You know, anymore, but you, yeah. it, it's hard to know if you you know if you, you you don't know what to say. I think that's the problem. You know, you say, you know, zip it, lock it, put it in your pocket. Like, do you? What do you? You know, <laughs> everybody get on the floor. So you're worrying about your opening line. Yeah, the yeah. opening line. I'm like, what do you open well, with? You know, you know, bank robbers. Uh, you got to work on your pattern. Get, get get on the floor. Everybody walk the dinosaur. Like you don't know. <laughs> like, do, what do you? I, you don't want to be too, you know, flippant, but you want to rob the bank, and it's and it has I, to rhyme. Yeah, and it's got to rhyme. Yeah, it's got to rhyme. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so do you go old school? Do you go yeah, do you yeah. drop your cocks and grab your socks? Do you yeah, go that yeah, guy? Yeah. Or do you go? Yeah. Because you want to, you want to, you want to leave them laughing. You know, <laughs> uh, that's that's the thing with the with the bank robbing. But any bank robbing movie I like, I, I like any any movie with any kind of a sting or anything like mm-hmm. this. Because you know that's kind of my hobby. I uh, 
I think I don't know if we talked about this last time, but I never, I've I, I've snuck into things my whole life. I've it's been a hobby of mine since oh, I was a kid. Wow. Uh, so I've snuck into hundreds of concerts and Super Bowls and you know NBA really? finals and this How sort have of thing. So movies I don't pay for either, and um, that's what I was saying. Sometimes I go to a movie and just watch half, and then sneak in a couple weeks later and see the end. So that way, some of these longer movies, I get curious what's going to happen. You know, that kind How, of thing. It's your version of streaming. Yeah, it's, it's my stream. It's your BitTorrent. Yeah. It's, yeah. Your, it's yeah. your live action BitTorrent. Yeah. Every, every every sneak in is different. Uh, I don't uh, I, I don't show up knowing exactly how it's going to happen. I don't have any like fake lanyard or anything. I don't dress up in a costume. I'm not a prop act. I show up. Uh, I'm a purist. I show up. I check out the venue and I and I kind of make it work. And, and and often I just do it for fun. It's not a. I mean, I, I snuck into Barry Manilow twelve times with my friend. How did you get just, it? We just did it over and over again. Just we never even saw the event. We just wanted to see how many times we could sneak into the same show over and over. Oh, so, so it was the same show twelve times. Yeah. Oh my God. Now, yeah. Give us a. It's the same night. Give us a uh, uh, like a little little story on like how one of those times. Worked. Well, you know, some of the simpler ones are are just a, a show of confidence, and uh, you know, um, it involves uh, being at the VIP area, which is uh, you know the VIP entrance, which is the weakness of any facility because whoever's taking the tickets uh, isn't. Uh, so that's more of a confidence sneak. That person. So they say, you know, like Rolling Stones concert, for example. Uh, can I see your ticket, sir? He just showed it to you. And you point to the guy in front of you. Oh, sorry, sir. And then you're in. Oh. So that's more of a confidence one. Often it involves uh, just looking them in the eye and smiling and not providing a ticket. Um, technology is a weakness of any facility now. In fact, sneak-ins have become much easier over the years. Um, now they're looking down and scanning things. So those more involve going behind people. You can get within a foot of someone's back without them noticing you. So you can go right behind people. You can go under ropes. Uh, sometimes it involves more physical stuff. You know, um, you know, we, uh, I, I crawled my way into a Springsteen concert with with three other people. My limit in high school was three other people because I I once tried to tr- uh, sneak twelve people into a Grateful Dead concert. It was a, a, a logistical nightmare. And, you know, so I was like, I'm only going to take uh, two or three with me. Um, but I've been doing it my whole life, and my wife does it with me, and uh, <laughs> uh, and uh, we do it together. And you, you know, pass this down so to your children. Con- the skill. Con- well, I'm not, I'm, I'm, war- I'm not sure. I'm not sure because I, I haven't really. He doesn't know what's happened yet, but mm. I'm not, I don't want, there's a morality behind it. I don't, you know, um, I'm not doing it for, you know, and I don't take anyone's seat often. That's the other beauty about a sneak in at a concert in particular. You end up sneaking into the front row because you've got to, you've got to be in a standing room area right. usually. Um, but, you know, there are ways too where you can figure out ways, you know, at a Super Bowl, they often add bleachers where they'll just have bleacher areas and you add two seats to a bleacher area and no one notices when people are packed in like that right. so there, there are places to sit too and so yeah because i've never done it anywhere close to your extent but the one yeah. thing i've learned the confidence thing is huge to get it because i've just gotten into not necessarily events but just places you're not necessarily supposed to be and part of it is look at the person and go, how you doing Right, you know, just smile at them. They're 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 twenty five years old. They don't want to, you know. And that's the other thing. The older we get, the easier it gets. <laughs> Movies wise, uh, I've been doing it a different way. I used to, you know. I'm insecure. I pay for everything. <laughs> for the most part, movies um, now, you know, involve just jogging in. They figure you went and got something in your car and you're jogging back, and you don't want to miss any more of the movie. 
Now, if you ever get caught at anything, you say, uh, I'm sorry, I was told the ATM was back here, or uh, the bathrooms aren't in that area. You know, so you're not really getting caught. Right. Uh, I've only been, you know, caught, like really caught once, and that was at the expo in Spain, and I, I, I did spend a night in the, in the, you know, in the jail there. But uh, really, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, in a foreign uh, prison. Yeah, no less. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was funny too. There were these two what guys. Kind of expo from, was it? It was the, the safe crackers. World. <laughs> <laughs> It's got like the World Expo or something. Uh, uh, it was in Sevilla, um, like a fair, I, you know, that type of thing. But that's and, part of uh, it too. When you get caught, you don't act guilty. You always go, "Excuse me, sir." Go, yeah, I'm sorry. Is the men's room? Yeah, yeah, right. That's totally. That's totally it. It's a combination of confidence, but then I'm sure the sneak around times yeah. is also then being small and unnoticed. Yeah. Well, and there's also a whole underground society of people that do this, and I can recognize them now. My first, my first Super Bowl was at Jack Murphy Stadium in 1988. And uh, I'm sorry to hijack the show here. Oh, no, no, this, this, is, this is fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> my, my, first, my first Super Bowl was 1988, Jack Murphy. And I got to this area, and it, this guy uh, was kind of working on the fence behind him, I could tell. He was sitting on a cooler. He, was, he had Denver Bronco gear on. And uh, I, we walked over, and we, we realized there was more that we weren't the only ones. Now, I've never, that's actually the only sneak in I've ever done where anything was. When anyone did anything to a fence, but anyway, this old man walked up with his girlfriend, and he was probably sixty-five, and he was like, oh, "I guess this is the spot." He had snuck into every Super Bowl. This was like his hobby since he was a kid. He snuck into the you know, Superdome in a laundry cart. I mean, he was like, he was into it. And this is my favorite part of the story. So we sneak in, and we ended up having to climb to the top of the stadium. Uh, using these sort of, you know, the, the stadium was held up by these bars, and we used it as a jungle gym. We climbed to the top. Oh, my, we got like, in. Like high. Yeah, we were really high up in the air. There was always security that might be able to see us, too. It was a really exciting sneak in. The outdoor ones are so exciting. Um, you know, the, these these other ones now are too quick for me. They're too, you know, uh, like you, you sneak into a gym. Anywhere on the road, all you have to do is put your headphones on and run in and act like you're finishing your jog. And just right as you get to the front desk, and just like act like you're really tired. And they think, oh, he started his jog here and now he's right came back. It's not doesn't get your heart going. The the outdoor sneak ins really get you going. It's like breaking into you know out that's of a the prison. That's what you're doing. It's that's, the thrill. It's, it's fun for the thrill of it. Anyway, we get into the Super Bowl. I won't tell you all the different ways that it happened, but and. The old man, this is my favorite part. So we see him at halftime, and we're like, oh, my God, you got in? He's like, yeah, I couldn't make that climb. I had to do it a, a different way. And I'm like, uh, so we're, 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 and he was drinking a beer. He's like, I'm like where's, your, uh, where's your girlfriend? He's like, yeah, yeah, she, she got caught. And I was like, are you going to go get her? And he's like, yeah, I'll get her after the game. And she, she knew the risks. <laughs> <laughs> so let me because yeah. like I was I, I was just at a Dodger game you know and there's yeah. first you go through metal detector security yeah. and yeah. then they scan the ticket right. so how- well the metal detector is something separate completely and in fact again I think that's made things easier uh, you go through the metal detector like you normally would I mean mm-hmm. you like any regular fan but after the metal detector now you got to find a way to uh, to get past them um, they're not as observant as you'd think. And often you go to a place where there's a lot of police officers because the police officers think that the security, that's their job. 
Their job is to stop crime, not to stop sneak-ins. And the security guard think, well, there's police here. Who would try such a thing? So, you know, you've got, like, I mean, you, so you're, you're, and you go to, say, a, a handicap entrance or an entrance where, and you point to someone beyond the, the you know, like you're meeting up with somebody, right. and you just walk through, and you don't make any apologies, and you make sure to make eye contact with them. And that's the real trick after all these years, to really nod at them like, we already talked before, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. And, and it's almost like a... Um, I almost have never been caught in those types of ways. Um, well, be- before we move on, I got to okay, ask one yeah. question. Uh, have you ever tried with theme parks? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, gotten theme parks too? Yeah. Um, my favorite theme park story was uh, Great America. It's in the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. So, I invite my girlfriend to come with me. This is a long time ago. And I go, uh, you know, uh, and I've done a bunch of theme parks. Those are actually not very hard. I mean, when you mm-hmm. think about it, the more area around a venue, the more there are going to be weak links. Right. There's going to be gates that could be climbed over. There's going to be... In any event, I told her, she didn't want to do it, and I was like, it's like candy from a baby. It really is, this this venue. It's just, it's going to be like... It's, it's like a candy from a baby that's allergic to candy. I remember saying that, right? I'm like, it's never going to be a problem. And it was just a simple climb over a fence where a tree was. You had to kind of shimmy up the tree and climb over the fence. This was very early in my career. And I didn't notice that there was a security camera. So we got up to the top of the tree, and I said, you're just going to have to jump over it and make sure you don't come near the security camera. I was able to do it. She was stuck on the fence for a while, and I think they spotted her. So we get down uh, into the venue, and uh, we're walking. I thought we had made it, and all of a sudden, the security comes around the corner. And uh, it was so dramatic. They put us down on the ground, and she was crying. And it was so surreal. She's like, I thought you said we couldn't get caught. I'm like, I, I, I think I think we, you know, we must have tripped something. I'm like, they must have seen us on the security camera. But this is the funny part. So she's crying. It's very dramatic. And they've got us. They're starting to put her in handcuffs, but not me. And I'll tell you about that in a second. But um, I look around the corner, and there's this big crowd of people that have gathered to, to watch this debacle. And these two theme park animals, this giant like bear and this giant like chicken type creature, are both like they have their hand in front of their face and they're like, oh, like they're like <laughs> they're totally like like they're actually still in character. Like, oh, those guys did a bad thing. It was so funny. They took her away and then they didn't take me. They didn't have me on camera, and they tried to get me to confess. And they were like, and I tried to switch with her. I was like, look, he's like, so. I, I, I just met her inside. I don't know. You know, and, and they're like, look, if you, I go, bottom line, I go, if I, if I tell you that I went in, would you just let her go? You know, and they're like, no, it's either both of you or we already have her on camera, which is a mistake that they said yeah. that to me. And I just said, well, yeah, I didn't sneak in. And they took her away. And uh, it was a $200 fine. And uh, it wasn't good for our relationship. That didn't help. <laughs> <laughs> and um, did you, uh, how many rides did you go on before you? No, that's so funny. I considered it. I was bummed about it. I was bummed. I, I didn't, I don't want anyone to get caught. I want people to enjoy it as much as I do. And it was our first sneak in. And I should have built her up towards that. It was too big a thing to start with. We started with the Super Bowl. We start with, yeah, <laughs> right? We start with, I mean, because experience does matter with these things. Like, it, it really is mm-hmm. like, uh, uh, now, I've written a book uh, about it, but which I can't seem to release because I just don't love the way it's written yet, but uh, it's called No Ticket Required. And uh, uh, I talk about it on my podcast with TJ sometimes, too. I, uh, and I've done some sneak-ins, like uh, 
I snuck onto the set of one of his movies and that kind of thing. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, that kind of stuff. But uh, it's been a it's been a Movie lifetime. It's got to be an easy sneak in. Yeah, just get well, like a, a clipboard and a headset and just walk in. And yeah, act I mean you can. Yeah, I don't, or, I don't or wear flannel. Yeah, yeah, wear flannel mm-hmm. or yeah. Um, my there's a lot of great ones in this area in Los Angeles, and I don't. I'll just tell you one more. There was one in an outdoor venue, a big giant mm-hmm. stadium venue, and my wife and I are crawling through the forest just to try to take a look and see where we might sneak in. This guy crawls up next to us in a trench coat, and underneath he has a tux on. Turns out he's a limo driver. It's, it was a it was a Who concert. He just wants to see the concert. Right. And now there's three of us, and he was like, "I think this is the spot." And I was like, "I think it's a." I think it's too exposed. Let's find another area, which we did. But the thing about any sneak in an outdoor venue, especially for a concert, is you have to be in position right when the right when the uh, musician comes out. The moment the musician comes out on stage, that is a moment of chaos. There is no security guard or policeman on earth that cannot turn to see Springsteen when he comes out on stage. Right. It's it's human nature that no one's watching anything the moment they come out. So you have to be in position when that happens. That's one of my uh, great sort of, or one of my you know habits in terms of doing this. It's really important to be in position. They will not be able to see you. They're, no no human being can stop themselves from looking when a band walks on stage. It's too exciting. So that's, mm-hmm. so you got to be in position. So these are all things that you know, you'll learn. There's tips that'll be yeah, in the book tips. that you will eventually release. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, I'm so, sorry to hijack the show. No, with it, was, oh, was it, was, it was a good yeah. tangent for yeah. sure. Um, but we have a sponsor this well, week. Yes. Sponsor. Yes, yeah. Casper Mattresses. So, and now you've snuck into their warehouse, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, now we're going to survive. I've never like stolen anything. <laughs> so, Casper Mattress, uh, uh, we've had this sponsor before. They're uh, a great sponsor. They're also helping us out with the podcast festival this year. And you, they make these great mattresses sold directly to consumers without commission driven. Um, stores or inflating prices. The and thing it was developed in house. Yeah, their uh, their sleep technology. It's 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 awesome because it's it's a uh, it's like a combination of uh, latex and memory foam. I sleep on this. I've had it for a year now. I love this bed. I, I was Cash and I were just talking before the show about traveling and you like getting back to your Casper mattress. I love it. I love it. You go on the road. You know, I was just up in Seattle, did a show, and it was cool and everything, but it's like a hotel mattress. Some of them are good, some of them are not, you know, and then I get on this thing, and it's awesome. I cannot talk enough about <laughs> these matches. I've this talk- is the sort of thing you can make uh, specific, right, to your body. Is that is it one of well, those? Well, memory foam actually kind of... Yeah. Contours a little. It yeah. does contours mm-hmm. to your body, which I like. And then the thing is, is is a lot of these mattresses normally would cost 1500 bucks, but you can, you know, you can get a twin for 500 uh, 600 for a twin XL, 750 for a full, 850 for a queen, 950 for a king. But... What?! We're not going to make you pay full price. No, we're not. We're not. Dicks. Uh, go to casper.com slash comedy film nerds and use the coupon code comedy film nerds and get $50 off towards any mattress purchase. It's also like, so wait, they ship a mattress. It's weird. This big giant box shows up at your house. They fold it up and they're like, unfold it. It's going to take a couple hours to, to like retake its form, but it's free shipping and you can try the mattress for a hundred days. If you honestly don't like it, Ship it. There's free shipping to send it back to them and yes. get a full refund. Because so they want you to try it at home. Make yeah. sure you like it. There's nothing to lose. Because some people are like, well, I need to go to a mattress store and lay on it. I get that. Right. Have them send it to your house and try it. Yeah. And then, like you said, if you don't like it, you got nothing to lose. They'll, yeah. they'll take it back. 
It's a so, nice mattress. So casper.com slash comedy film nerds. And don't forget the coupon code comedy film nerds, $50 off. Boom. Which is great because if you just want a twin, it's already down to 450 Come on now. And they're made in America. Yeah. They're good shirts. They're good shirts. They're good. They're, you can, you can buy on them with a shirt or without a shirt. It's your yeah. choice. Time Magazine named it one of the best inventions of 2015. It's an award-winning mattress. Come on now. So remember, casper.com slash comedy film nerds and coupon code comedy film nerds, $50 off. Do it. Sleep well. Get a good night's sleep before you sneak mm-hmm. into a Bruce Brinson. Yes, you're gonna, you need your rest. <laughs> you're going to shimmy down a, yeah, jump a drain pipe. <laughs> Whatever Ocean's Eleven type yeah. activity you're, you're resting up for. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and uh, now we have a couple trailers we saw. Okay. Dear Lord in Heaven. Um, the first one was uh, Mascots. This is the new Christopher Guest movie about uh, mascots, which is, I'll tell you, it look it's one of those movies that like this looks great if it was 1994 oh, you know oh, that kind yeah. of, like you know we've seen mockumentary done so many yeah. times now we've seen shows in mockumentary format like on a weekly basis uh and also when you have Christopher Guest is doing not only the same format but some of the jokes seem a little recycled too and the same cast so you can't just show me the exact same movie again you know, I love Christopher Guest. I love the movies. I love Best in Show. But you and I love uh, Fred Willard. Wh- I love Jane yeah. Lynch. I love all those people. Waiting for Guffman is fantastic. But, but you got to show it has to be something different. You right. can't do the same movie over and over again. I love Spinal Tap, and and he was involved with that. Right? Was that one of yeah, was that yes. his first one? Uh-huh. But the other day I saw it, and I, I didn't feel as maybe I've seen it too often. But sometimes it doesn't feel like it's held up as well as I thought it would. Well, when you watch it now, it loses some of that innovative quality that it had yeah. back then but uh god that was a great movie yeah, yeah at, the time. Hilarious at moments, the time yeah and, and even like you know a movie like waiting for guffman just the way you know the entire thing built and then i think they did a they did a folk one too i can't remember the name of that one he did a like a folk music one um so this one it really when i watched the the trailer again uh as i watched it like twice and i'm like yeah, it's I've seen everything in every shot and every actor and every um, situation done before in another Christopher Guest movie. Did you, did you see the tr- trailer at the theater or no, just I saw on it the, online? Hey, guys, I've got the greatest tip for a trailer watch. If if you haven't done a set in a while, you just need to get one big laugh at a movie theater in public. This is the shortest set you can do. You watch a trailer and it's a really bad one in the movie theater. You wait, you know, it's a really cheesy romantic right. comedy or something everyone you could see everyone around you dis- you know thinks it's going to be terrible you just wait till the they flash who did the movie at the end of the trailer then you just go really loudly no <laughs> <laughs> or you can use the word never either way it gets a huge laugh and then you're like okay i did my set tonight yeah, yeah. you know <laughs> it's like it really gets it out of your system yeah you didn't get try bombed. it it really yeah. works yeah you didn't get bombed you, get bu- you don't have to ask for a spot right yeah you got, it's got a little you know? time got a yeah, little yeah. Joke, got a little, the juice is going yeah. and you're, you're squared away so and the next uh, trailer is max steel this is um hilarious this is i believe based on a mattel toy that's actually i believe i think it's been around for a while too and this is another one of those um movies like gem of the holograms that just shows you how human beings making films will become obsolete in a certain amount of years mm-hmm. um this is another like studio ai <laughs> marketing driven movie that has absolutely no redeeming qualities to it um where there's there's no point in even like like just you know just make the toy 
you don't you don't need to have a or this is a commercial for a toy that's an hour and a half long, but hopefully it'll be franchised. Well, it's the same director of Halo Four movie and uh, <laughs> forward onto Dawn. Yeah, yeah, yeah that so, was as a Halo fan, that movie was not good. <laughs> yeah, and he also directed Sorority Row. Mm, well, there's a there's a, <laughs> a large been, body of work. Have there been good movies based on toys that? I mean. I'm not I mean, as much of an well, aficionado. Here's, here's an interesting thing. So, so, and this this ties into one of the movies that's coming out on DVD. Have they been well made and interesting? Oh, boy, that's a tough that's a tough call. Right? Have they been successful? So, like uh, Warcraft came out in theaters and it bombed in the states, right. but it has done so well yeah. overseas. Yeah, that's yeah. what I've heard. Same thing with what's coming out on DVD. Now you see me too. I was like, why are they making another one of these? I mean, you it can, does great overseas. You can also argue. I mean, God, Transformers. How many billions of dollars? Yeah. Is oh, I didn't made? even think of that. Yeah, yeah, I didn't think of that as Based a toy. On toys. Yeah. yeah. So. I can't think. I'm off the top of my head. Maybe I'm just not. As far as like a really quality movie, like that's, well made, well I written, can't. well directed, yeah. well acted. That I yeah. Can't. I don't think it's a. I don't think it's even like something that they aspire to for a movie like that. Because you look at uh, like anything from GI Joe to all these ones, they're more just just get it out there, put a couple stars in it. It doesn't matter what it looks like or how it is. And it'll as a do film. well around the world. Yeah, like it'll make its money around the world. Like will. American box office do well. Hmm, who cares? So because it'll do it'll do you know between five hundred million and a billion dollars around the world. And there's mm-hmm. more movies based on toys than you think too. Like Ouija just came out. Right. You know, uh, there's going to be a sequel to that. It's based you mm-hmm. know on a on a toy. And uh, you know this one as soon as the trailer comes up the the Mattel logo comes up immediately. Mm. Like, uh, but you also have a lot of. Uh, movies that are straight i mean this is like a big budget like theatrical but you also have a lot of the uh, as having kids you i'm sure you know this too like there's straight to dvd movies like monster high and barbie and all those stuff and there's there's no um even effort to make them watchable or quality it's just multi-platform toy toy selling right Mm -hmm. (laughs) i mean that's honestly and and that's in the disguise of a movie. In the disguise of a movie. <laughs> and think? I'm sure they would, if you told these executives this, they go, yeah, they wouldn't take that as an insult. Right, exactly. Well, that's what we're trying to do. And they'd show yeah. you the numbers. Look. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We sold this many toys. The movie drove sales this way. Like, mm-hmm. just, yeah. they would just, I mean. So, and what I actually liked about this trailer is it, like, literally made no effort to conceal it. Mm-hmm. This is an hour and a half commercial. This well, is it. I, I was reading, because that, that, article that i read it was in the, the the calendar section of the of the la times um and it was talking about fall movie previews and they're mm-hmm. also saying what movies did well and didn't and they talked about the 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 foreign sales how it doesn't matter if it tanks in the states and then there was also an interview with john ham and zach galifianakis about their new movie like keeping up with the joneses or whatever right. it's called Neighbors. Uh, neighbors, yeah, whatever. Spy, spy, <laughs> the, the spy, in-laws. spy neighbors, yeah. in-laws, Joneses. Um, and they were both saying, like Zach said it in the interview, he goes, the movie business has been taken over by the hedge fund guys. So that's who's making the movies. That's who's approving who's the greenlighting scripts. them. That's who's yeah. greenlighting mm-hmm. them. That's who's financing them. That's who's, who's dictating Legendary. final cut. I mean, mm-hmm. that's who's doing all of it. He goes, that's why there's more interesting stuff happening in... They were referring to his TV, but you know, episodic on the streaming services or right. or whatever. Even the cable, the networks. I don't know what the networks are fucking doing with their lives, but like right. FX, AMC, and then Hulu and Amazon and and yeah, it's weird that uh, Ben Hur didn't make any money. That's weird that people didn't flock out to yeah. see that film. That uh, 
Uh, they, they, had, they, they said they even had the stink of like hedge fund green light. Right. That one totally did. Well, I, I'm, su- I'm surprised a little bit, you know, with all the consternation over, you know, all the bad movies that are, well, all the remakes and all the superhero stuff that uh, uh, I read the New Yorker. I, I really enjoy that magazine. It's a quality magazine. They've got poetry. They've got short stories. They've got great political articles, science articles. And then in the back, they review movies, and you'd think they would review, and they take them seriously. They take their reviews very seriously. They review things like the Avengers Civil War or whatever, and you would think that somehow this is spurring it on. That What if reviewers even ignored these giant blockbuster movies? Everyone agrees that these spinoffs and these reboots and this, everyone's frustrated with it, and yet we are fueling it a little bit by continuing to to review that stuff. Well, I mean, well, should, should the New Yorker be exploring movies that no one has heard of yeah. saying, Hey, watch this. That'd be cool. They have a big audience. Which it sounds do, like you guys do, do to that. some extent. Cause yeah. I haven't heard of the thing, uh, Carlos. I've never heard. Yeah. I, well, we yeah. try to, yeah, I mean, yeah. like, sure. like Captain America, civil war. That's, that's, that is a big budget tentpole movie. Yeah. It was fun. Like yeah. there, there, there is, there is a place for the big budget right. fun movie. There's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with that. But when that's all you have, and we've talked about it, it's almost like a broken record on this show now, but it's the reality. And we're hearing it from people who work in the movie industry. You have the low budget up to about 20, $30 million. Okay. So like yeah. Morgan was 8 million. And right. then, and then, but you have up to about 20, $30 million. And then there's this gap from 30 million to like 150 million. Oh, I see. Yeah. There's nothing There's in no between. Mid-range. There's no mid range. Yeah, yeah. So like you could make a. And the mid range used to be about forty. Now yeah. it's moved. It's gone. I mean, so the movie Ghostbusters was ninety five million dollar budget, and I thought it was a very funny movie. But man, it didn't need to spend that much money. No, uh, mm-hmm. you know what? By comparison, uh, Ghostbusters was what ninety five million. Now look up Deadpool and see what that budget was. Oh yeah, exactly. That that that's a great example. Um, I think it was like 49 or 48. Deadpool was the rare example and it its budget was 58 million dollars okay. and it grossed 363 million dollars right. as of June. It's probably up over a half a million now mm-hmm. worldwide. And it mm-hmm. didn't have to be 150 million. No, 58 million. It was mm-hmm. it was it was fun. It had the action that well, you Well, and want. a lot of it had to do with my podcast cuz you know, some of the characters in it uh, have been on my podcast. Yes. <laughs> you know, so. I think cashing in has really helped <laughs> right. put really Deadpool over the Deadpool. top. <laughs> you guys are kind of for at least a hundred of that right, million right, right yeah. there. Yeah, but but that's the thing. Like and and um, uh, it's why you know when a big budget movie comes out that's fun and well made, Guardians of the Galaxy. That's great, but it's also why we want to talk about Hell or High Water or right. Hands of Stone or right. whatever, because and we want to stop talking about Suicide Squad. Yeah. <laughs> Never saw it. Uh, so, all right. So now on DVD and Blu-ray, now you see me too. Didn't you see this one on a plane? No, maybe. I saw the first one on a plane. Mm-hmm. The second one, I watched part of it or something. I have no desire to see this and it doesn't matter what I think because a bunch of foreigners have watched it and given plenty of money and now it's there's going to be a now you see me 3. No, so. there isn't. Really? Of course, it's these these that's what I, that was in the article. They like magicians, is the, that what it is? That's what yeah. They, yeah. they like sleight of hand. Yeah. Right. Because not It's like Hasselhoff in Germany. You know, both, we'll never understand it, yeah. but they love them over there. There's yeah. going to be a now you see me 3 because both of them have made a ton of money worldwide. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter. Well, I feel like there's still hope for me. There, there may be a country that eventually embraces me. That's, uh, you know. <laughs> there's a lot of them out there. Yeah. yeah. I just had one country that yeah. just like. Really? There was like, 
a hundred thousand people in one country yeah. that really just went, yeah, yeah or just had like a, somewhere in the hundred, like yeah. half mm-hmm. a million people that went, Graham Elwood. He's huge in Liberia, just, you know, that kind of thing, you know? Just really Graham Elwood, well. you know, it he translates. Really, it's everything he does. Like comedy film nerds has yes. just cracked the, yeah. the, the Kyrgyzstan, yeah. the Laos, the Loatian market. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. We do a live podcast in Laos. Yeah, there's a conversion rate. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I've been to Kyrgyzstan. I've been to Bishkek, yeah. Kyrgyzstan. We have yeah. a base there. Yeah. So. Yeah. I've been there. They got a comedy show. Sure we have a base there. Yeah. Yeah. Or there's an Air Force base there. No, that's, that's the name of the club. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the base. No, there is an Air Force base. We. Yeah. If you ever performed yeah, in, performed in Afghanistan, you went through yeah. there and did shows yeah. there. So you've done. Yeah. That. Um, so, uh, and the other one was Money Monster. Now I'll tell you, this is one of those movies that I was um, kind of excited about. I thought it was one of those movies that. Uh, I thought it was going to be a much better movie than it actually was. Like, I thought, oh, well, this is what the plot's going to be. This sounds really cool. It'll get into all these issues. And then when Graham saw it, he's like, no, it's none of those things. <laughs> you know what the budget was? $27 million. $27 million. It's It's one of the poorly named titles for a movie in a while. Don't you think? Yeah. Money Monster. Yeah. It's not well, very... It's, it's- Again, it's like Jodie Foster, George Clooney. Like here we yeah. go, you know. And uh, this is going to be awesome. And he's it's going to it's it's a scathing it's portrayal. Topical, and it's you know it it, uh, it shines a light on. Yes, it's Wolf of Wall Street. No, it's yeah. just bad, poorly executed. Yeah, know? it's a and, shame. And you know, but they made it for twenty seven, and it grossed forty one. So it's still a still a profit. Is a profit. is George Clooney still a? Again, you guys know movies like i'll never know them but is he still a huge draw just on his own he's the guy i mean that's why that movie did 41 million dollars it's not well made it didn't get a great release date people still like seeing the george clooney on the the big here's what i think i just a quick theory about that i feel like it's a little unfair what george clooney has done if he's still a big draw (laughs) now let me explain Okay, so men, our whole lives, we we have, you know, we we can't sleep with whoever we want, right? right. You know, uh, it's kind of up to girls to decide um, if they would like to 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 be with us or not. It, it, you know, they they call the shots uh, as right. they should. Uh, but a few guys have uh, basically. Uh, uh, kind of gone over the top of that by becoming celebrities, right? They become A-list celebrities. They can now sleep with whoever they want. They have special powers, right? <laughs> I'm a professional athlete. Right. Like they, they have a special power, which none of us have. They're basically superheroes. They can sleep with whoever they want. These are men that, that get these spots. Now, there are only so many A-list spots that have that opportunity, right? I think if... if and, and there's a lot of people that want that spot. I think if you get married... You should have to recuse yourself from that spot and give it to someone that needs it and would appreciate it. <laughs> and I think George Clooney should step down. And I think, you know, I mean, like, because someone out there needs that spot. Some single guy needs that spot. Well, his last four movies, Tomorrowland, Very Merry Christmas, Hail Caesar, and Money Monster. So maybe he is stepping down. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, yeah. <laughs> oh, you know what? I'm going to go off on a tangent on okay. this now, too. Uh, I want to talk about Tomorrowland again. Um, now, Tomorrowland, as we talked about, was uh, uh, kind of a mess. But yeah. it had such charm and such... Um, there, there were some great po- uh, aspects to it and some great ideas behind it. Wonder like if this was fully fleshed out or focused, you know, this could have been really cool. Now, I read uh, Disney put out a book that was like a prequel to Tomorrowland, mm-hmm. and 
it was amazing how it had the exact same problem and the exact same strengths and weaknesses. It had Nazis. Um, it had uh, spies. It had subterfuge. It had, like, um, you know, super cool science fiction in it, but, like, seen through, like, a 50s lens of, like, um, comic books and really cool, like, World's Fair, like, all that cool stuff that the movie was tapping into but never really got there. And I'm thinking... If there's one franchise or this one kind of idea that I would love to see redone properly, like even with Brad Bird doing it again, I would love to see that because there were so many fertile, cool ideas. It almost like a throwback to like when you look at like Indiana Jones that was like a serial back, you know, back to the 30s and 40s mm-hmm. and, and all those things. It was that but with science fiction. It was back to like the old kind of like uh, Flash Gordon and all those really cool um, just had that nostalgia, but also had that that updating to it too, and and it was uh, parts of it were bleak and violent, and right. you know, and uh, you know, a kid gets put into a metallic body and he goes nuts because you know it's like that's the only way to save him, but then he feels like he's a monster, yeah, uh, and then you've got. Nazi scientists trying to get the the you know the the power and the chasing um you know the Nazi commanders they're at odds and then you've got um these characters with like in Tomorrowland are trying to make the world this utopian this better place and it all kind of comes crashing around them and it's but it also has that weird pacing and the stuff well I don't care about this part and why are you not concentrating on this cool serialized stuff and um so the book is worth a read but it has the same strengths and flaws as the movie it was really weird like but you'd it was like all, to see it redone I would love to see it redone with uh, and just re-put together like uh uh because you have Brad Bird and, and George Clooney it's mm-hmm. a great combination I, I have a feeling we talked about properly. this last time I don't mm-hmm. feel like enough movies are remade that were mediocre that had a ton of potential exactly versus I mean, these movies, the movies that were already remake. great those yeah. are the ones that need to be remade uh, i couldn't agree more you know like, I, oh, remember the movie concept. mr 300 or 3000 yeah. or whatever mm-hmm. it had possibilities they yeah. just didn't nail it you know why don't we remake those movies oh, yeah. instead we're remaking ghostbusters what was the problem i mean I, like you know, 310 to yuma is a good example that like, was a great remake. yeah yeah take mm-hmm. take a movie from 30 40 yeah. 50 years was yeah. under the radar that oh what, what movie under is the radar right. or Maybe it was science fiction and the technology wasn't there to do the to do the effects correctly yeah. or something interesting yeah. like that. I would love to see those. Things. Instead, they're rebooting and remaking stuff that we've already liked. I, you know, yeah. I was talking to somebody that that has a friend at MGM, and and the, they're like, "That's all MGM is doing remakes. Like literally, that's mm-hmm. all MGM. They have this library. They're just basically monetizing the library, and that's it. That's all they're going to do. Mm-hmm. So, and MGM isn't they, are they still their own company or aren't they owned by someone else now? Oh, or somebody bought them? I'm or, sure, everyone owns everyone. Yeah. Else. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So now um, Neil has been diligently doing the uh, weekly film news. There's uh, a lot of really cool stuff in there, um, and you know he he really digs deep for some of the the really interesting stuff that's going on. So check that out. Um, I haven't checked the Facebook page yet to see if there's anything. So there. Here, here's something cool. Mm-hmm. We 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 posted this photo. Um, <laughs> The Batman only fights crime at night because otherwise he would have really weird, obvious tan lines. And so you see this, uh, they, somebody photoshopped a great tan line over uh, Christian Bale's face. Oh, that's um, so we got some comments. Nancy uh, Fosberg White, TV's Batman and Robin must have known about sunscreen. <laughs> funny. And Gabriel Brawley wrote, that actually made me giggle. Made me giggle too. Uh, some 6,200 people got that. So... Uh, thanks for your guys' response and comments. It's are, really fun. It's fun. And the message boards and also the Facebook and uh, Twitter 
handles yeah. are great. So keep it up. Yeah, and Instagram, too. Um, okay, and premiering this week, Sully. Now, I know you're a sucker for Tom Cruise. I have Tom Cruise, Jesus. Tom Hanks. Same thing. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's still a, a multi-million dollar Tom. Uh, so I saw this trailer. There's multiple trailers now. And it's interesting how the trailer is showing it to be almost like a thriller. Like, this is what happened, but you don't know the full story. This is what really yeah, happened. We're not going to show you yeah. everything. Yeah. But watch the movie, and it's, it's oh, it's crazy what really happened. I'm excited to see yeah. it for all those reasons. I like Tom Hanks. Uh, he should recuse himself. Should, Tom yes. Hanks. <laughs> He's holding a spot that others need. Uh, yeah. Clint Eastwood for all of his crazy politics. Mm. I like He's him. Still a, a good director. He's still a good director. Yeah. Oh, wait, he directed Sully. Yes. Yeah. My only problem with Sully, the idea of it, is this idea that this man is a hero. He he was in the plane himself. He he had a real incentive to try to save uh, his own life. Also. I mean, does that make well, me an unpopular well, comment? Well, but no, I, I, but I mean, it, people are like, he's a hero. No, here's when you actually risk your own life to save other people's <laughs> lives. He didn't like, there was no pair, like, what, is he going to parachute out? Right. I mean, like, what, he was trying to save everyone's life, including his own. Right. Uh, I'm nothing, he must be a great pilot, but I'm just saying, like. Well, that's still good. Yeah, it's yeah. not bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's not sneaking into ball games. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. I mean? he's, he's still better than you. He's, yeah, he's still right. in the greater good. No, you're right. You're right. <laughs> but what's interesting to me is, you know, in the trailer, there's some like he maybe he could have landed the plane, and why didn't he? And oh. and so, you know, uh, I'm assuming Sully gave the right like he's involved in this it's of his course. story yeah, it's yeah. based on his book so i'm sure tom hanks met with him yeah i'm and sure tom cruise yeah i'm sure <laughs> cruise met with him for different reasons yeah. <laughs> um but so I'm, I'm intrigued to see it and i'm also excited because it's like oh maybe we're starting to get into oscar season we don't have to watch fucking morgan anymore mm-hmm. um so well you know the last couple of years tom hanks always plays a captain yeah, that's why he's he's my yeah. captain. Tom Hanks is my captain. <laughs> and uh, the next movie is When the Bow Breaks. Uh, this trailer made me laugh because I'm like, oh, well, this is looks like a remake of uh, The Hand That Rocks the Cradle without uh, giving any lights or licensing, licensing to uh, Hand That Rocks the right. Cradle. <laughs> um, so uh, it's the kind of like, again, we're in the dumping ground of like cheap thrillers and horror and stuff where there's nowhere else to put it. We're getting a lot of those. Was it always now. so seasonal? You guys talk about yes. it. Again, I'm not as experienced as you are, but it, you, it, it you talk about it like it's just a predictable and, and stream of... And every year. So, yeah. so and every, there's no reason for it anymore. You know, we have, know. We, have 20, we have 365 days in the year. Yeah. There doesn't have to be a dumping ground of shitty movies right. in it's, February and now. It's part of the problem with the, the big studio film industry they're still the reason why their content isn't that great is because of the thing we talked about before which is they're they're afraid to make a 40 or 50 60 million dollar movie and they still think there's these dumb it's like a tv network still thinking there's seasons Mm -hmm. like just Mm -hmm. netflix isn't like well it's pilot season it's staffing season it's whatever they just fucking release shit we can't release this show until september even though we're done you gotta wait six months fall season no you don't they just like stranger things boom drop it when june yeah yeah fucking put it out there you know what the uh, creator said too it's like well i think what helped us was a uh a bad movie season this summer (laughs) yeah but that's part of it too so the studio then still plays this old 
So the big blockbusters are over. So end of August, beginning of September, we can't release a good movie because nobody, and then they, they, go, they go, look at the numbers. No one's going to the movies. No, nobody's going to see your shitty films. Yeah. Like if you release a good movie, people will see it. People went to see well, Captain America and Deadpool. I'm, yeah. I'm particularly surprised by it because the awards season, some of it's based on the awards. Mm-hmm. And the awards never, ever... Uh, uh, compliment uh, comedy. They never, no, ever, ever. So why is a, a comedy trying to be in that mix? Wouldn't they? Re- wouldn't it be a good time to release, uh, you know, release a comedy in the off season, right? Uh, when there's no competition, that'd be um, that'd be so brilliant. If this past weekend, why are comedies never ever acknowledged? It really bothers it's, me. Well, because we're it's the, like, the degree of difficulty it? is so high. We're at the kids' table. We're, yeah. we're, we everybody thinks we're birthday clowns, and it's the hardest thing to do. And it's, yeah. it's it's crazy, but you're you're so smart. Instead of having to go see Morgan or whatever, or even like the the Golden Globes is like, oh yeah, there's comedy section and musical. Yeah, like it's like here's what's left. Put them in one category. Yeah, <laughs> why are we the same category as a musical? That's a yeah. completely different skill yeah. set. Yeah, and so you know, if you could get control of it somehow and and release like stunts and lighting. Yeah, the award for best stunts or best lighting. <laughs> Stunts and lighting, yeah. same category. Yeah. What's the difference? <laughs> if you could somehow get control of it, and I don't know if, if you had the money, if somebody had the money to make a thirty, forty million dollar movie, and then also like a Mark Cuban type person, let's right. say, who owns movie theaters and digital releasing, mm-hmm. and then said, "I'm going to just four wall all these theaters, and I'm going to release this movie." on the deadest of weekends up against Morgan, a hilarious movie and buy all this social media advertising. I don't even have to buy TV ads. Yeah. They'd fucking clean up. Yeah. They would goddamn, if they had a really smart, funny movie with a good cast, they would clean up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If no one does it, we will. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, that's it. Oh, that's it. Yeah. For me, again, a small list of uh, movies premiering Shut it this down. Week. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So, uh, Definitely go see Hell or High Water. Though. For sure. Yeah, it's really enjoyable. It's that. a good time to And here's the other thing, other too. Movies. My wife uh, enjoyed it, too, and she's not into that kind of, you know, mm-hmm. she, she didn't think she'd like it. She, she loved it. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's, you know, saying a lot. Yeah. It's not just a guy pick. Pictures. It isn't just a guy picking. It's her I, movie version of sneaking into places. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think, too, it's, it's also Hell or High Water. Um, the trailers for it are okay. Mm-hmm. Like I, I think some of yeah. the tr- some some people can watch that trailer and go, eh. and I'm like, oh, no, no, just go see the movie. Didn't do it justice. No, yeah, right. they're not I agree. horrible trailers. Yeah, but, but they don't really. It doesn't shine a lot on what it's really no, like. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, hell or high water. All right, that's our show. Wow, um, a lot going on. A lot going on. Well, you know, you had mentioned this at the spoiler uh, that uh, we'll be releasing later in the week, but. Uh, it's so much fun kind of watching the movies with the fans. Yeah. We might make it like a regular thing. I'm going to check on the store. So if you want to, uh, for just a $1,000 donation, we'll do a spoiler app. You pick you. this movie. Yeah. We go to you the would movie, pick the movie. You. Yep. We go out mm-hmm. to eat after and we mm-hmm. record a spoiler app. Yep. It's a blast. Mm-hmm. And you can pick the worst. If there's a movie you... I won't do horror. <laughs> I know. We had <laughs> I to. I just get too freaked out. <laughs> I can't. I don't, I don't understand wanting to see a horror movie. I, I, you know, it's, it's not a... 
It's not pleasurable fun. emotion. No, it's, it's like I'm going to go see a jealousy movie. You know what? You know? Like the, I, I don't like that feeling one either. One, like one of the, I'm going to get really. I'm going to want things I don't have. Yeah, yeah. is because of how many poorly made ones there are. Yeah, like, good horror is fantastic. Like it just it it does what it's supposed to do. It shines a light on you know psychological stuff, and a good one will stay with you and get inside your head for like a while. Well, that that's what sound, I'm afraid of. That doesn't sound. Yeah. <laughs> All right, maybe it's a different yeah. type of fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, we'll put that up on the site. It'll be a thousand bucks if you guys want to do that. Uh, Cash, where can people find you? Yeah, thank you for having me. Uh, yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm going to be uh, well at the LA. Let's just talk about the LA Podfest because these yes. are Podfest podcast fans. Um, we've got a, a live stream going on. Am I correct? Yes. Uh, and uh, uh, we're going to be TJ and I will be doing a a, a pod cast there at the festival and how would they can you tell me more about about (laughs) so uh if you want to come see cashing in with tj miller it's that they haven't been to the festival in several years right it's great to have them back uh you can buy tickets live they are on saturday uh saturday day passes are almost gone so uh you can buy a day pass or a three-day weekend pass if you cannot come to los angeles you can watch cashing in with tj miller uh, for $25 on the live stream, all the whole weekend, all 40 shows and six panels are live video streamed on your laptop, smartphone, whatever. Um, and then we put, we record all the video and then put it available on the website, lapodfest.com for you to watch for 30 days. So that's 25 bucks. You can watch, I don't know, 80 hours of content for, for a month. And if you use coupon code CASH, C-A-S-H, uh, you save five dollars, so you can watch Cash and TJ for twenty dollars and thirty nine other podcasts. Yep, you can watch us with um, Will Wheaton and uh, Cecil Baldwin, Kevin Pollock's bringing a show, and then that Saturday too. If you buy a Saturday Day Pass, um, the stand up show is that night. Yes, and uh, that's not that won't be on video. That you can't. You only yeah. can see that live. TJ said he's going to stop by and do some time. In addition to, we've got Karen Kilgariff and a bunch mm-hmm. of other amazing acts on that stand-up right. show. So it's Saturday. Who's hosting it, Graham? Oh, yours truly. Graham now will be hosting that show. <laughs> nice. So I tell you what, right now, everyone's sticking to their time. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody's going long. <laughs> um, so yeah, that'll be a fun show. Um, so yeah, if you want to watch Cashing with TJ Miller, uh, go to LAPodfest.com and get your tickets uh, now. You can buy the live stream tickets right now. Use coupon code CASH. Save $5. And that's how that show makes some money. Yes. So Cash can get a little money to go sneak in and watch. Uh, that's right. You know, yeah. Get some- you know, to buy popcorn. You know, in these venues, they... They benefit because yeah. I buy I buy a shirt, I buy popcorn, I buy that's, that's one thing, and also the other way I justify it, you know, without me there'd be no need for security guards. So I I create jobs. Good for you. Yeah, Good I'm a job. Me. Way to yeah. stimulate yeah. the economy. <laughs> um, so yeah, guys, uh, LAPodfest.com, uh, September 23rd through the 25th. Um, this Friday I'm doing a show at the Improv Lab. It's Andy Erickson's show. Uh, it's an eight o'clock show. And then uh, Saturday at 7.30, I'm doing the Movie Co. in uh, Thousand Oaks, the Jason Love books. Nice. Um, and then um, Earbuds, we're putting it on for sale right around Thanksgiving. Yes. It'll be the DVD. Uh, we're hoping to have that done, too, but the download for sure will be ready. Yeah, I'm yeah. so excited to mm-hmm. see that. 
Yeah. And and we're now screening it Friday night at Podfest. Yes, I don't know if it's on the website it. yet. I just emailed them to put that on the website, but it'll be on the schedule. Mm. And it'll be it's in the smaller room for uh, people that haven't didn't see yeah. it last year. So mm-hmm. um, another reason to buy a ticket, folks. They are mm-hmm. going fast. That is our show. Um, Cash, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, you know, I'm at Cash Levy uh, Twitter. Uh, that's that's really the best way. You know, nice. let's do it that way. I, I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wake up tomorrow, and there's gonna be a, th- a thousand new followers, as far as I can tell. There should be, yeah, at least maybe some and a thousand and, and over nine hundred people just canceling it. You know, just deleting my. You know, so it'll it'll be a net positive about a hundred <laughs> people that are upset about the sneak in stories. They're gonna you know they're get gonna rid let of you me. Know. Yeah. yeah, good for them. Um, All right. Well, that's our show, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Episode 336. Lock it down. Put it in the books. Yeah, you really should. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Uh, Hope to see you at PodFest, you guys. Yes, only a couple weeks away. Actually, less. Less than than three weeks. Nice. Um, Thank you, Cash, for being on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. That was fun. We appreciate it, my friend. And thank you for the uh, live event tips. Yes, indeed. Not to be used on the at the LA Podfest. <laughs> no, if anyone sneaks in using <laughs> no, one of these, how dare you? I have had that once in a while where people like tw- and cash tweet will me, find you. Tweet me, they're like, <laughs> I snuck in your show. I hope you understand. I'm like, yeah, I, 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 mean, I get it. Can't I be get mad. It. I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you better buy my merch after the show yeah, then yeah, if you're going to yeah, do that. Yeah. Uh, all right, guys. Well, thank you so much. My name is Graham Elwood, and I'm Chris Mancini. And as always, remember, Han, Han shot, shot first. first after sneaking in. <laughs> <laughs>